welcome, welcome to the show. We have we have a room full of swarthy pirate hookers for you this week. It's gonna be a good time. No, actually. Wait, is there more music? Alright, kill it. <laughs> kill music, huh? Seriously, you're killing you me. Job. <laughs> you had one job. Yeah. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> one job. Uh, I think we can have to face the fact that, you know, we're terrible at technical stuff. Um, <laughs> we're great at talking, but, you know. You're not. Anyway, we got a. Uh, Rock, hi. Haven't talked to you, you know, for a couple of weeks now. On here. I know. I'm I'm feeling neglected. I feel lonely. You should hear me. I talk about you in the other sorry. shows. I'm like I miss zero. You know, you know what? But it's okay. I'm I'm gonna send I'm gonna send Phoenix Jones over there to give you a back rub. Okay. Yeah, he's probably really good at it. Seriously. He's, yeah, he's probably awesome. Because he he tries real hard, that guy. But anyway, we have uh, DG and uh, Spider with us today. How you doing, guys? Yo, what's up? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, we're going to talk about something kind of kind of different today, but uh, it's what we call um, it's the, it's basically the three directions of conflict resolution, and you know we just so happen to have the three people on the NYI that concentrate on it, and we have uh, DG, we have Spider. And we have me. DG is martial arts, spider is parkour evasion, and I am de-escalation. So um, the interesting thing is, if you think about it, um, conflict happens every single day. Um, every every single day. And if you think about it again, how many people do you know that have neither martial arts skills, de-escalation skills, or any kind of evasion skills? Uh, without further ado, I'm going to put DG on because uh, I'm irritated. So DG, you go ahead. Okay, uh, well, we, we've been talking about how to deal with conflict, how to de-escalate situations, how to defend yourself, and uh, what I wanted to go over today was uh, just a whole bunch of steps of how to deal with the situation if if it gets there, how to stop it before it happens. Uh, so, yeah, the first thing I would say to deal with a conflict, an issue, uh, a way to defend yourself is, of course, avoid dangerous places, avoid dangerous situations. You see a group of people who don't look very friendly, why are you going to walk in the middle of them? Um, not a smart thing to do. So try to keep yourself away. But, of course, you can't always do that. I'd say the next important step would to be aware of your surroundings. you got to keep your head up. you got to look around. Don't keep your face buried in your phone. And you need to see what's going on. Uh, the next thing I would say is don't be an easy target. Um, you know, I know when we're out there, we're looking around. We, we see people who just aren't paying attention. You see people who have their valuables out, um, and they make themselves an easy target. So you need to stand tall, you need to look around, you need to make eye contact with people so they know, hey, you're not an easy target, because a predator will always look to find the easiest target. If they think you, you might put, put up a struggle, you might be difficult, they're going to move on to the next person. Uh, the next thing I would say is always watch for warning signs and pre-attack indicators. Uh, Zero, I think I remember you telling me a story about a guy, you know, came up to, to shake your hand. Do uh, you want to just go over that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know what happened was he, he walked up. It was about 6 in the morning, so, you know, I had my I was walking home with sunglasses on. He couldn't really see, I guess, hadn't really seen me before. He walks up. 
Um, he's like, hey, what's up, man? How's it going? You know, he's talking to me. He grabs my hand to shake my hand. I know what it's for. It's usually to ask me for money. Um, hold on one second. Somebody's a little loud. And Spider, sorry, I just muted you because you're walking back traffic. So, um, so he grabs my hand to shake my hand. He, he's looking around behind me, and I'm looking back at, at him, and he starts shaking my hand harder. It's what he's doing. He was testing me. And I saw that, you know, peripheral, I saw that no one was around. It's a little bit dark, and I'm like, oh, okay. So really the only thing I could do at this point was to kind of give him a squeeze back to show, hey, I'm not weak, and you're not dealing with a weak one here. And to kind of just show him that I wasn't scared, but without being, you know, completely disrespectful and, you know, screaming at him or freaking out or anything. It was just basically, hey, back off, you know. Yeah, and, and that's exactly how a lot of people are going to, you know, a lot of predators are going to find their prey. They're going to see who's going to respond in a certain way that they like, in a certain way that they think, hey, this guy's not going to put up a fight. You know, you know, so they'll try to test you, whether it be shaking your hand or talking to you, asking you for something, uh, you know. So you got to really be, be aware of when those things are happening. Um, the next thing I would say is always maintain a safe distance from potential threats and where they may wait. You know, you need your personal space. You know, uh, you know, you know. Sometimes you teach the kids, you need you need that bubble in front of you. If anybody gets in your bubble, all right, that means it's trouble. All right, so always keep your personal space and maintain a good safe distance. Um, you know, you you need to speak up for yourself as well. If something comes down to it, you need to be able to say something, and you better be loud because you always want people to hear what you have to say, because you want to hear people around you to hear, hey, something might be going on. You get people's attention because the last thing a predator wants is to have have witnesses there. Um, And then uh, I would say always de-escalate the situation, which I know you're going to cover in detail today, but there's no reason to start yelling and shouting, you know. You start yelling, getting into a fight, you never know somebody pulls out a gun, you know, and that's it. It's not worth not worth an argument. So, so work on de-escalating the situation. Um, and if they just want material things and you're in serious danger, give it up. you got to always think, hey, is, is my phone worth losing my life over? No, of course not. That's no big deal. You can always get another one. You know, you only have one life. You know, keep it protected. So if all they want is material things, you give it up. Um, if they want you to go with them, that's when you say no. Because going with them can be, you know, uh, a really terrible thing. It could be the last thing you do. So you need to make sure you never, ever go with a predator. Never let them get you to a place that is is uh, is uh, more uh, confined. It, it's more quiet. You want to stay where you are, give up whatever you can, and get the hell out of there. Um, that's the point where you say no, you run away, or you fight them off. Uh, and always, you know, once it gets to that point where you think something's going to happen, you have to always pre-position yourself for your own attack. You want to turn the predator into the victim at that point. Um, and past that, you need training to be able to defend yourself. So get yourself Absolutely. to a school. Get yourself some training. And, you know, uh, my thing is I never, ever let anybody, you know, take my space, touch me in the wrong way, because I will beat the hell out of you. Um that, that's me. But it's a, I always try to find every possible way to not let it get to that point. But if you're going to touch me, you're going to hurt me, you're going to pay for it. And, you know, that, that's all my kind of steps of self-defense, and I know you guys got a lot more to talk about. Yeah. Basically, there's the three levels to this are the escalate comes first. Evasion, surprisingly enough, a lot of people will disagree with me, but I think evasion comes second. You should know how to evade before you have to completely engage. 
if you have to engage, that's, that's your last line. Um, but I, I'm going to go through de-escalation uh, for one second. Spider? Hey, how's it going? Can you get inside, please? I'm trying to get to a quiet place. I actually just arrived at one. <laughs> so, sorry about all that traffic noise. Okay. Um, no problem. You live in the city, there's traffic noise. Yeah. It's okay. It's just like I couldn't hear anything. Um, I'm going to run through de-escalation. Uh, I got eight basic responses. This is what I taught at uh, – it took like 15 minutes. This is what I taught at the, the seminar this Sunday that we had in Tompkins Square Park. Um, but it, it's it's eight things. I got it from the, the Peace Corps uh, manual. Their, uh, I think it was their first peacemaker manual or whatever. Uh, number one is don't act frightened. Okay, Don't behave like a victim. You gotta demonstrate respect for yourself. Be gentle but firm. Hold your ground, but you know, not in the way that you escalate things. That and here's here's something that's important. Pleading is gonna induce more cruelty. If you got somebody that's already being a dick to you, that's already trying to start stuff with you, pleading with them is gonna make them even more power feel even more powerful and they're gonna try more. They're gonna try and go further. Okay. Uh number two, this is the flip side of that. Don't act frightening. You gotta to speak to the assailant as a person of dignity. You gotta become a person to the assailant. You gotta humanize yourself and them using like I, you, I, know their name, things like that. Ask them questions. Questions are always better than statements because statements there they're gonna they're gonna be up have to disagree with. Um, here's a really important one. If you as a victim are violent, you're gonna justify your attacker. Your attacker is gonna feel like, hey, this person's, you know, trying to attack me now, so I have to defend myself. They can twist that. It's really easy for somebody that already has this mindset of attacking you to twist that. Uh, number three is remain calm. And, of course, Rock knows I always say this, but breathe deeply. Breath is very important. It's not supernatural. It will make your mind work better. It's just oxygen flow. Keep your voice low. And this is this is what I always use. Silence disarms, okay? If someone's yelling at you, screaming at you, the best thing you can do is just, Put your arms in the right position by your by your side or up and just kind of look at them and don't say a word. I do this all the time. Just silence. It, it disarms better. Silence and comedy is you know, the two things that I use the most. Uh, four, watch body language. This is very important. Yours and assailants, okay? Now listen to this. Here's a quote. Calming a potentially violent person is 56% facial expression. Body language is 37%. Tone of voice is 7%. I'm sorry. Uh, facial expression is 56%. Body language, 37%. Tone of voice, 7%. And what we say is like 1%. What you actually say is not really important. It's all in your body. It's all how you look. Are you going to attack the person? Are you not? It's, it's totally what they see, what they feel from you. Uh, number five, use the unexpected to create wonder. You can use humor, distraction, introduce yourself, shake their hand. Um, probably don't want to get too physical if they're already getting physical with you. Uh, here's one that's always worked. Interrupt the process by trying to sit down, saying, hey, let's let's talk about this. Let's sit down. If there's chairs around, something like that, let's just sit down, have a coffee, talk about this, right? Number six, empathize. Remember that the assailant has all the fear that you have. Everything you you feel, they often have the same fear. They don't know if they can beat you. They don't know if they want to fight. But they can't lose face, so they have to try to start a fight with you. Okay? Seven. Very important. 
sometimes violence is a cry for love or acceptance. This sounds weird, but I don't mean love like they want to make out with you. I mean love like, you know, they need a friend. They don't know how to make friends. Um, pay attention to that need. Trust that the person wants to act positively because we have to trust that. Otherwise, we're going to think they want to act negatively and we're going to, we're going to take it to another level, and that's not good. Here's the last one. Eight, allow a way out. That's both figuratively and physically. Let them save face. Let them get out. Let them escape. Let them get out. say, hey, you know what? Nobody's got to know about this. Nobody has to know this ever happened. Let's just go our way. Let's just go either way. If this doesn't work, if none of these things work, you have to understand that the escalation is not a, it's not a magic wand. You can just wave and make the angry guy go away. You've got to be ready to defend yourself, okay? And even if you can defend yourself, you've got to be ready to escape and evade. If you don't know how to get over small objects like vaulting, stuff like that, you're probably just going to have as many problems as we decide to chase you. That's why we're going to go to Spider, and he can talk a little bit about evasion and why it's good and what he's used it for. So, Spider? You know what? It looks like Spider's drop got, the call got dropped, so we're trying to get him back on there. So, he probably got in somewhere with a connection with that, and so um, he'll be calling us right back. But until then, um, by the way, how did your uh, self-defense uh, thing go? It looked like you guys had a few people. That's fantastic. Were they really, I mean, did they leave knowing stuff and wanting to come back to another one? Yeah, I think all of them did. Sweet. Sweet. you got to recruit them for your school. Think well, about actually, that. <laughs> um, uh, one of the, I don't know, do you want to talk about uh, our expansion? Expansion? Oh. Uh, well, yeah, I, I think uh, I'll go back to the self-defense seminar. I think it, I think it went really great. Uh, we had a we had a good little crowd, especially since it was like 95, 98 degrees out that day. Holy um, crap! Wow. It was great that we had everybody come out that day. Uh, we had a really great group. Uh, some of them are interested in getting involved. Uh, you know, one of the guys came out who hopefully uh, we may run a uh, smaller branch of the New York Initiative in a localized area. Um, and it's part of our uh, what Zero Calls Project Solo, uh, which we're, we're out to really find people who are experienced martial artists and trainers and to uh, work with them and help them develop a team. Whether they want to do it with the New York Initiative, that's great, and they can stick with us and work with us, or if they want to do their own thing, we're going to help them get that set up. So it's been going really great, and uh, we're going to keep expanding and, and having more and more teams on the streets. Yeah, and, and a lot of them, I mean, even if, people can't, um, even if people can't, like, do everything that we can, we can still have outposts and have people keeping their eyes on the streets for us, and they can report back to us and give us the info that we need. That way we're not relying on the media. We're not relying on, you know, secondhand stuff, secondhand stories, things like that. It's just, you know, I want everything to be firsthand, so, you know, because otherwise you're playing, like, the on the line, you know. Like, yeah, we got, somebody, we got somebody tells you that, you know, a guy was... The guy was attacked. He was, you know, punched in the face. Then the information you get down the line is like, you know, three guys attacked him and hit him with baseball bats. You know what I mean? It gets crazy after a while. Yeah. So um, we got Spider back on the line. Hey, sorry about that, guys. I actually stopped at Jake's place, uh, another one of our NYI trainees. How's it going? <laughs> Hello. Nice. To be on the block that I was turning. So, yeah, we're all set to talk now. Sweet. Did you, um, you want to ask him what you were asking him before when he didn't get to hear you? Yeah. Um, Spider, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, the merits of uh, tactical parkour evasion 
and how you've used oh. it. Well, parkour is very useful for that specific reason. Exactly. Uh, it was originally designed as a French discipline by George Hebert. It was a French military obstacle course training. Um, George Hebert actually saw people of the jungle of the Congo navigating through the forest, I mean, through the jungle, the trees and all that, in a very live way, uh, very naturally. And their bodies were so naturally muscular that he wondered, how could someone reach such a such a spot in their physical ability just by doing this? So he actually had his soldiers adapt to their environment and taught them what is now today called parkour. And it's very useful for evasion being that it allows you to be functional in any environment. So there's no wall that can stop you. There's no large gap that you can't cross so long as you train for it. So whenever you find yourself in a situation where you need to, you can't actually fight, you're 100% able to escape no matter what it is. So let's say you find yourself cornered in an alley. If you train yourself to run across walls, you can actually increase the height of which you can run across them to just get over somebody's entire height. So, or perhaps even use somebody as a vaulting obstacle. Now, I, I just, I just real quick, I just want to say, like, I know this sounds crazy, but for real, I've seen Spider do this over someone's head. Like, that's not even bullshit. Like, I've seen him do it. I've seen him, I've seen him run out of a wall with somebody chasing him. He's tested this, like, three or four times in front of us. He's ran out of a wall with somebody chasing him, and he's done a wall run and backflipped over them and then was able to overtake the person, you know, from behind. And it was, wow. Yeah, it was. it's pretty ridiculous. Like, it's funny because when you start, to, when you see him do it, and then you start doing it, you kind of wonder how you ever got along without it. <laughs> like, no more walking for like, you. It's all going to be yeah. running and jumping. Yeah. It's funny. Oh. You 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 walk around now and you look at everything and you're like, okay, you know, like you, your 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 standard of reference is the street, the sidewalk, that door, you know, whatever. You're like, this is where I can go in your mind. Then suddenly, <laughs> it all raises about twenty feet. <laughs> Like, you're something like, hmm, I bet I could get up that wall. I bet I could get over that wall. I'll bet exactly. that I could get up on that fire escape. You know what I mean? Like, That's I think I showed somebody, I showed somebody I like yesterday. Um, my Go ahead. I like to call that runner vision, <laughs> being yeah. that most most normal people will never look up. If, if yeah. you're hiding up somewhere, you can get away with so much. Most people will think in a 2D area. They're just like forward and back, left and right. But once you yeah. start thinking 3D and including height, you're your possibilities are endless. <laughs> Especially yeah, when it comes to uh, escaping somebody. Like I said, the fastest way to escape someone is a height drop. If you know how to yeah. fall from a certain height and take the impact by uh, either using a ground slap technique to dissipate the force or to roll, which removes the force almost entirely, then no one's going to be able to touch you because they'll, they'll just run up to the railing you just hop over, see the 10-foot drop you took, and be like, oh, no, I'm going to break my ankles if I ever go for that. Yeah. It's you know, I can't wait. I can't wait to get this all on film. You know that, right? <laughs> oh, this is amazing! Fantastic to get on film. Yep. The interesting so part about this. Run that again. I was going to say the interesting part about this is that um, it's it's all much like art. Like it, art is all about speaking, and once you learn martial arts, once you learn escalation, once you learn parkour, you can see more. You actually see more things around you. You see, you know, runner vision. You see how to defend someone, how to defend yourself. You see more ways of the mechanics of the body, how they work. You see, um, you know, de-escalation, you start to see body language more, which all feeds into the other stuff, you know. It's it's an amazing combo. 
It, it, you know what, it sounds like you're starting to get the hold. I, I love seeing this. When people start emptying their cups, um, then they get filled and they realize that they keep emptying them um, and filling them with more. So there's this whole, it's this wonderful cycle of learning that keeps going on. And it sounds like you're right in the middle of that. It's very encouraging. Yeah, I've, it's funny because some of the stuff that I see, uh, that I saw Spider doing, I was like, there's no way that I could ever do that. Yeah, I remember <laughs> and, I remember day one, this year, I can't do that. And now today, he's he's pulling stuff on his first try that I'm like, it's okay if you want to do, like, the first part of this move before you go first. And he's like, nah, I got this. <laughs> yeah. Like, boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, oh, shit, did I just do that for real? Wow. Yeah, he was shaking in his boot, his, his palladium boot, when I was like, we're oh, going to yeah. climb this fence today. And it's a I mean, yeah. two-story, three-story fence. He's like, no, I, was, I can't do it. Yeah, I have a serious height aversion. I hate heights. Can't stand them. Can't stand them. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I even I even skydived like two years ago to try to kill that fear, but I never killed it. It was all I think it was all about like trusting my own arms to climb up something that far, and it's it's no joke. It's like what was that, fifteen feet up? Yeah, about fifteen feet. You know the the, the fence, and you're climbing like an entire baseball field length, you know, across that fence. <sighs> That is, it's crazy when you see it. I love it. I still feel like they're human insects, and I love just watching that. Like, And I think the same thing. Wow. I don't think I can never, but I'm going, yeah, it's going to take me forever to do that. You know? So but it's, it's now I want to hear how this, and I'm sure our listeners, and if you're just listening for the first time, this is blog talk radio. It's tribe radio, by the way, and we teach you stuff. And what we're teaching you right now is, you're listening to about, you know, parkour and, and how does it tie in to the rest of this this urban de escalation. Yeah. yeah. So, um and and by the way, you're listening to one of the best out there. He was just on America not man, American Ninja Warrior, uh the other night. So it's like, oh my god, that's this is we got a club we got a couple of we got wait. You guys are all celebrities, actually. This is this is pretty exciting. I'm I'm pretty excited. You guys have all either been on TV or in the movies. I have, but not having to do with any of this stuff. So this is you guys. I'm I'm in the company of of coolness. So holy fruit salad. <laughs> oh, oh, rising actors in the making. There right. you go. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think it's amazing. Uh, what once we. We all got together and we were like, you know what, this is cool what we can do and everything, but what if we start teaching other people this stuff? Like, what if we went, okay, let's take this into, all right, so law enforcement is all about prevention, or it's all about arresting after the fact, right? What it mm-hmm. is about is prevention. They don't even, they don't really think about prevention that much. I mean, they put a couple, like, public service announcements out there, but really what they do is they clean up after the fact. And and of course their 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 presence is supposed to be a deterrent, which I don't really know about that because you have like what is maybe ten percent versus the entire uh, of New York. It's probably less than ten percent the police force. It's probably like five percent or less, you know. And when you're thinking about that, you can't you can't say you can't protect the city when you are five percent of it. You can't do it. You're never going to get it done that way. So the idea we had was like, what if we took all of our skills? and started teaching areas of high crime, like certain patterns of crime, like going into there. So, and that's one of the things that we got um, the idea of Project Solo for. And, DJ, do you want to talk a little about Project Solo? Well, I kind of already did. Yeah. Um, 
But the idea is to, uh, of course, uh, we're going to be expanding the New York Initiative uh, and getting uh, different uh, people who have skills, who are martial arts trainers, who are defense trainers, um, and get them on board with us either to help run a, a more localized branch of the New York Initiative or start their own, where they can work with their own group and, and help, uh, you know, report, deter, and fight crime and help out the community. And uh, it's 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 going really well so far, and we're going to keep continuing. I really uh, I really feel like I mean, NYI has been around for I don't know, like almost four years now, and the whole time we're doing it, I'm like I'm thinking to myself, we're we're never going to make a dent in this. Like we're never, it's never. We're just going to be like this little concentrated group of people that that always chase around stuff, just like the police do. And I'm like, years later, I'm like, how can we do this? And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, we can replicate, basically. You know, we can give skills to other people and kind of like a teach a man to fish thing, and that's really the only way we can do this. It's really the only thing that we can do is, is make sure that everybody has the skills to defend themselves to the level that everyone else does, you know. It's not like we can arm people in New York, you know what I mean? Because that's, that's kind of gone out the window. Well, also, you guys are teaching something that, that the police aren't going around doing. They're not teaching de-escalation. It's, it's like... This whole thing you're reminding me of doctors who who handle, they only treat symptoms. You only see them once. You know, the police are like doctors where they, they handle whatever happened afterwards. Yeah. And what the NYI and the initiative are doing are treating the body as a whole and getting to it and doing all this preventative stuff beforehand, working yeah. upstream. Everybody else works downstream. We're working upstream, and you guys are also working downstream. Yeah. So where yeah, they can't can. expand, you know, yeah. you said something a long time ago, Joe. You said not everyone can be every, not you know, everyone can do everything, but everyone can be everywhere. You know what I mean? Something yeah. to that effect. It's true. Yeah. You just keep getting everyone in with you, and suddenly you've got more players. You've got more, you know, help. It's it's basically you know we can't be everywhere. Obviously, no no central force right. can be everywhere, but every single person can be everywhere because they are everyone. No. Right. Right. It's it's pretty it's pretty logical. I mean, and, and again, you can't you can't just like go for the the cause and be preventative without dealing with the symptoms that are there because you're gonna there's it's gonna be a long long time until we fix this. You know, until everyone fixes fixes this together. Oh so, yeah, there are there aren't enough band aids to go around, so you've got to yeah. do something before people get hurt. So yeah. I, that's one of the things that attracted me to this group in the first place is the the preemptive attitude. I tell you, you know, honestly, like it's 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 not just saying why I have to say like it's not our ideas. It's the entire initiative. It's it's the fact that we put we put like you know fifty people together in a little room and just kept beating the ideas to death. Just what can we do? What can we do? How can we do it? How can we do this? How can we do that? How can we make what we're doing better? And we just think tank this shit to death like and mm-hmm. now now we're we're where we are i mean if it had just been us being stingy with our ideas like we were back in the day um it it would have just sank it would have hit the bottom it would have tanked out you know but it's, yeah. it's the entire initiative it's it's the people that's what it is and that's why we know it's going to work because all the people we put together now imagine all the people together yeah, and you know, Spider and DG, um, what do you think of this? I was thinking, I was thinking about this the other night, and I'm going, man, this thing is just taken off. And don't you guys feel like now is the time because people are so fucking tired of 
of waiting for somebody to do something, and then they see, oh, wow, these guys in New York are doing this. You know, hey, it's free. They're showing us how to do this, and if they can do it, you know, so can I. Don't you think, like, now is the time the iron is hot, so to speak? Absolutely. It's the year of the snake, and um, I like to attribute that to what our our buddy Snipe has taught me about the, the snake style. It's something that comes out of nowhere and it just pierces you. And the way that the way that our civilization is right now, especially with what just happened in Egypt, I think the whole world is kind of waking up to the uh, we need to think differently because things aren't working out kind of mentality. Yes. And when I first found out about the NYI, it was just through a Facebook picture, just one of those things that gets shared and you kind of scroll past. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's, it's that thing that everyone's sharing around again. But um, it piqued my interest. And once I got into contact with everybody, now I'm seeing all of my friends sharing NYI, and now we're blowing up on the news just because of, you know, more people catching on and paying attention. Now that everybody kind of latches on to the idea of standing up for what you believe in and standing up for yourself, defending yourself from everything that's wrong, um, the NYI couldn't have possibly gotten better exposure at a better time. This is our time to really spread and uh, get everybody to agree with what we're doing out there. Yeah. It's and it's not even it's not even about hey let's go out there and have a revolution and fight 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 and, you know you know it's it's really like let's do this sensibly let's let's protect people sensibly let's have it's to protect ourselves revolution. DJ, what do you think? I uh, I get I uh I get tired of you guys sometimes. So yeah. what I want to do is I want to. Uh, Throw out the call-in number, because uh, I don't think we did that yet. Uh, that call-in number is 347-327-9350. Uh, I would definitely love to hear from some different people if you have any questions about how to deal with any situations. If you have any yeah. questions for any of us, uh, we would really love to hear from you. I'm going to say that number one more time for you. That's 347 347- Three two seven nine three five zero. I'm sorry. I just love hearing from all the people out there who who might be interested, and I, I want to hear from you. So call in, guys. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we got people in the chat room too. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I think we're doing really amazing work, and and it's it's growing. And it's not like, you know, you know, a news story came out and we have like 5,000 people contacting us. Um, it's really slow and steady, and, and that's what I like about it. Yeah. Um, we're getting real serious people interested. And just like Spider said, you know, he found out just through a picture through a, a friend uh, shared, you know. And, and that's what happened how we got another person on the team who's a, who's a great uh, mixed martial arts fighter and instructor. Uh, you know, and uh, we're we're really getting amazing people, and and it's just going to keep growing as long as we keep putting the time and effort and the positive message out there. Definitely, definitely. Absolutely. You know, there's a there's somebody who moved. We um we lost old school to uh, a move to uh, Memphis, Tennessee, and that guy was just starting to show us because you know he'd been a wrestler forever. He'd been um, Bartitsu and um, Oh, my God, just so many different things, knife-fighting champion and everything. And, you know, all that went with him, uh, whatever he didn't share with us, you know, um, in our classes every Saturday. And we're thinking, why don't you just do that down there, dude? <laughs> we could always use a, a Tennessee, you know, initiative branch, too, and yeah. start your, you know. So, it's, yeah, it's growing. It's spreading out there. And then having all this combined um, knowledge, that's fantastic. 
It really is. And sharing it for free. You know, how many studios are you going to see out there that share for free? Yeah. I understand. We have to make a living. But for those of us who are making a living doing other things, it's, you know, and this is turning to this listening. If you are making a living doing something else and you can share a skill, you should get in touch with us. Because sharing is, is sharing is caring. Because sharing is the way that you make connections. And, and <laughs> you didn't have to curse yeah, you yeah. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> um, but really, if you can share, then somebody else is going to share something with you. You know, some electrician will call in and teach you how to fucking rewind the house. Stop All right. Stop talking. Spider. <laughs> yeah, you should uh, tell us because I'm sure a lot of people have you know are listening to the show because they're like oh you know Spider blah 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 was on American Ninja Warrior we got a lot of messages because of you you know that oh did we yeah we got a we got a few they're like ah, I just saw Spider in American Ninja Warrior why don't you tell us what that was like oh nin- Ninja Warrior <laughs> well <laughs> for starters um let's just say that the course isn't the hardest part of going there I think the hardest part is uh standing out and just waiting for hours and hours, getting uh, getting the course all ready, watching it get tested out. Um, you gotta you got to fly by what the course looks like. The course, um, what is it, uh, the people who, who run the whole show, the producers will tell you, like, all the rules. They film you on camera saying, do you understand these rules? And we were actually rained on the first night and sit out in the rain for five hours. And they said, if the thunder stops and it's still raining, you guys are going to run. Wow. Um, wow. It's a lot of effort and uh, patience for uh, for maybe a one-minute, two-minute run, depending on how good you are. But yeah. it was totally invigorating, and, and uh, to actually be on that course after watching it for so many years was breathtaking. Um, yeah. And it also felt supernatural. Like, one, not supernatural, like one word, just natural, yeah. but a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that show is really good, by the way. Oh, thanks. It's my feet, my feet were on that stage. Like, oh, I, I'm at home here. The quintuple steps, no problem. The the, the little skateboard ramp to the rope, no problem. Prison toes, no problem. <laughs> Just really, my error was that I I didn't calculate the swing of that chain swing to the cargo net, and I also didn't realize how much that a cargo net doesn't give for you. It just yeah. kind of goes, oh, you're grabbing me. I'm I'm just gonna drop you right here. Yeah. But um, that's something that I can easily learn from and go back try and attack it again next year. Uh, Ninja Warrior was awesome, man. <laughs> and if you know Part Four, it's like it's a breeze. Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I, I, it's like having, it's like knowing parkour kind of like superpowers for that show, or what? Superpowers, completely. Yeah. Everybody who who does practice parkour and they like they really know what they're doing. If there's an obstacle that doesn't have um uh a a, a variable such as that swing, which that was really weird. That's something that we don't really practice with parkour. Yeah. It's a breeze. People who do practice it get through it in maybe under a minute. Fifty-three seconds, I think, was the fastest time I saw. Wow! wow. That was from a free runner based after in New York. I gotta ask you before you know before we forget about this. Is there a link that people can go to to watch that yeah. episode so they can see you? I don't think there's a direct link to the episode, but I know for sure that my run is on NBC.com. And uh, if no. you just if you just Google Baltimore. Uh, Jeremy Spider Gallon. Uh, my run will pop up on Google. Probably like the first result. It's uh, maybe like a, a minute video to where you can see the run. Um, the well, episode if itself, you go on Facebook. Actually, airs and, right now on G4. Where did that link up? Here's a few questions for you. Number one, 
did they let you talk about your team on there? Oh, they specifically asked about you guys. Uh, they oh, they wow. wanted more and more information about the initiative. Interesting. And yeah, that the was other really thing. Cool. So I heard there was a part that they cut out. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you tell. You tell. That they cut out. Yeah. Um, right after, you know how everybody who falls off or doesn't fall off, they pull them aside for a mini interview right in front of the camera? Yeah. So as I'm on that chain swing, first of all, everybody was shouting Rufio, which was hilarious. I'm I'm swinging like, oh, even if I fall, that's that's great. That's made my day. Um, right. I, I got out of the water. Someone shouted, I love your hair. I shouted back, like, my hair loves you too, but I digress. They put me in touch that mini interview. And uh, they, they say, what, what went wrong? And I just said, well, I mean, I... I miscalculated how to swing on that contraption, but it doesn't oh, matter shit. that I fell. And um, at the time, Sharice was standing right next to me, and I said, because, Sharice, I fell for you a long time ago. And I got oh. out of the knee, took my uncharted ring off my neck, and proposed to her, and she said yes. Oh. I didn't know how they wouldn't put that in. That would, you know, women everywhere have been like, oh, oh my God, God, yeah, so I emailed wow. to see if I can get footage of it. And they said um, it was cut because of time constraints. I was like, really? You cut that because of time constraints? And you cut, yeah. like, That's a, ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. So congratulations. Just so congratulations. To engage. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You're pretty slick. You didn't tell any of us for, like, weeks after that happened. Man. <laughs> yeah. I think I only told um, one other competitor. And after, after like, the cat was out of the bag, he, uh, he posted that clip of the office of um, – the large bald guy, I forget his name, running around going, I kept a secret. I didn't tell you <laughs> or you. I kept it so good. <laughs> that is fantastic. Oh, yeah, we posted the link up in the chat room, and we're going to post it up on our Tribe Radio um, Facebook page. So you guys can see how crazy, crazy this is. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I love it. Wow. So so when's, uh, when's Therese going to join the team then, buddy? Oh, what, she going to join the team? <laughs> uh, she's she's probably better off being a, a behind-the-scenes kind of gal, maybe maybe yeah. doing something uh, social media-wise or right. tech-wise. She, she's an engineer, so, you know, she's full of surprises. Oh, cool. There you go. So, yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> we're in a really cool place. I mean, i got to say, the, the New York Initiative is in a really good place as opposed to where we where we started out, it was kind of dark when we started. It was kind of messed up, but now it's like kind of healthy, you know. Like prison, we came up with this idea, with the idea for the school a while ago, and that's that's coming along. We have a couple other ideas. Uh, I don't know, Chris, you want to talk about the other stuff we're going to be doing? Well, yeah, we, uh, you know, what we've done in, in the uh, in the village uh, recently has been really successful. Uh, we're growing the team. We talked about Project Solo. Um, we're, we're going to work on a couple other things. Uh, one of the other projects is uh, we're going to be getting out safety information. It's kind of really a follow-up to the self-defense seminar, and, and we really want to get this information more out to the public. So we're going to be getting cards printed up, and we're going to do our best to distribute that everywhere we can just to get more information out to people to, to keep them a little safer and, uh, you know, hopefully keep them out of a bad situation in the future. Also, we're going to be working on our, uh, it's called Project Double Check, uh, because uh, it's going to be dealing with sex offenders. 
Um, and the idea is that, uh, you know, I don't have the exact numbers, but there's a lot of sex offenders who don't register the proper address. They they move and they don't alert the registry. Um, and, you know, there's no way of really tracking them at that point. Um, and the, the, the registry doesn't really track that. They don't really go out and, and follow these people. So what we're going to do is we're going to go off the registry and we're going to be knocking on doors, ringing doorbells, and double-checking that they are at where they say they're at. And if they're not, we're going to report it to the police and the registry yeah. so they can hopefully find them and take care of it before they do anything wrong. Yeah, and if anybody has any questions, we have checked the laws. We are within our rights to do that. Yeah, it's totally legal. Uh, we're not going there harassing or bothering anybody. You know, we just go ask. You know, if they say leave, we leave. You know, we're not there to bother or harass anybody. We're here to just help and spread information along to the authorities. Uh, we're also in the midst of working on a couple apps right now, and I think the one I just tested, uh, myself and Carbon Wolf are uh, one of our uh, a- initiative agents from um, Kentucky or some, he's over right on the border of a couple states. He actually uh, tested this with me, the GPS locator for the team and also a family locator. Uh, so that's that's come along quite nicely. And then, you know, we can actually get on the uh, uh, Project iTrojan which is where we we uh, we plant dummy iPhones that have uh, secondary GPS systems in them that we can track back to their fences and shut down the guys who are cleaning out these phones and reselling them, which kind of like, which really, really, you know, destroys the source of income for the people that steal the phones in the first place. So if they have no income, there's nobody to clean out the phones, there's no reason to steal them. I think you guys ought to take all the teaching because you guys combined have a wonderful just library of uh, of skill sets, and I think you should take them. And um, I'm thinking when I whenever I go to New York, I see a ton of people who, like you said, DG, the awareness is not there. I mean, I think about it, and I'm going, I could so steal your phone. Or just mug you right now. I mean, I see it everywhere because you know we we always see that. Now, um, I think you guys should really think about um, maybe making it more regular, where you're you're giving these skills to um, to just everyday Joe who couldn't afford it. You know, and and even maybe an hour every two weeks that could change. It could make a big difference. It it has. Um, I'm sure that one of the people that you guys taught this weekend is going to come back to you and tell you how your teachings just, you know, saved them. Seriously. So, um, you know what? I'll tell you what. i got to say real quick with those people that we taught this week, they picked mm-hmm. up on everything really quick. And I'll tell you what, a lot, a few of them started out, you know, delivering some, some simple, you know, like some, some power behind their kicks and punches. But by the time they were done, I think at least more than half of them that, that were kicking the path that I was holding were like knocking me back a couple feet. Awesome. And that's, awesome. they learned real fast because I mean, DG straight up, he's a really straightforward and just, just cuts the bullshit. He doesn't try to get all like, you know, you know, like new age with it. He's just straight up. This will work. <laughs> this age. will hurt somebody. <laughs> if somebody comes at you with this, this will hurt them. And this is what you're supposed to do. He's really straightforward, very comprehensive. Awesome. See, now, like I said, I'm thinking that it would really, it would be fantastic for people to to know that there's something regularly where this New York initiative is totally, uh, you know, concerned with keeping them safe and having them, you know, share it with their friends and just those bigger ripples 
and such. So I'm I'm really thinking you guys should think about doing that, um, uh, even if it's just once a month, because you guys are doing a kick-ass job with, with uh, you know, spreading the word out there. But I know you guys are all busy. All of you have so much going on. So I'm yeah. really happy that you guys were able to do this, the show tonight because, you know, I know you guys are usually like training and yeah. such, you know, Sundays, you do whatever. So um, I'm glad you guys were here tonight. Yeah. Uh, with that, I was going to ask um, Spider. Spider, do you, you are a teacher. You taught the team how to how to do all that. I mean, you take it. I remember doing first, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that the very first day, you know, and I'm so sorry I can do it. My legs are shaky type of stuff. Um we need you to come down here to, to California and get together with our friend Clockwork, who's one of our teammates. He's so busy. It would be great if the two of you <laughs> could take us on, you know, just some amazing little training sessions for a weekend or such, because we're, we're totally excited about what you've been doing lately. Oh, I cannot wait to come over to California. So this parkour spots over there are wonderful. Um, it's home to the Tempest Tree Running Academy, which despite knowing everybody who runs the place, I've still never been there. Um, oh, wow. You get the chance. You need, to, you need to drive down there and visit because the Free Running Academy is just parkour heaven in a giant warehouse. They, they even have, okay. like, blocks modeled after uh, the, little, the little levels in Super Mario to just make you think, like, oh, yeah, jumping on. Oh, hell okay, no. Wow. Okay. And, okay. Um, I'm and, and like, news reporters go there and just get, they get a they get a free lesson just for covering it, and they they start off like everybody else saying, "I'm not going to be able to do all this stuff." And by the end of the video, they're doing like you know intermediate level wall runs and large gaps because it's all just mental first, knowing that you're capable of doing it, and then letting your body do it. That totally. is fantastic. I can I can yeah. totally vouch. The biggest thing about it is like, and this is tough because you have to you need at least like three people around to coach the people who are doing this. And they need to be, like, super positive because when I first started, like, the biggest thing I had to get past was I am going to fall down and bust my head open. And I think one of the the first things Spider teaches you is how to fall, you know. And once you learn that, you you just got to get past your fear and just realize that if you do what he tells you to do and you just, you know, within, obviously within your your own abilities, like, if you straight up feel – like, I, a lot of the stuff he would show me, I'd be like, I don't have the flexibility of my hips for yeah. that. You Sometimes I mean? they'll be like, oh, I absolutely know that I can't do this, and i got to come back later. Yeah. Yeah, i got to stretch a little bit, and i got to make sure that I... Because one of the things is, like, the, the Kong or the cash, and that's basically where you where you hit it with your hands, you flip your legs between your, your arms, and you, you right. jump out like a monkey. And right. I just... I, if, in order to do that, you have to jump... You have to be able to jump straight up, um, and hit hit the place you're trying to jump over just with your feet. You can't just you know use your hands to do it. If you don't have the flexibility to do that, then you cannot do it. You got you got to be honest with yourself. Um, but there are some things where it's all the logistics. It's all the technical thing. And once you get rid of the fear, you're just like boom right over it. And you know what? That's the same exact thing with martial arts. Like once you get past your fear, and if you listen to your instructor, just get past the fear. And honestly, don't be afraid to get hit because you're going to get hit. The idea is to move with the hit and to take the hit in in the place that you're blocking. And that's there. Parkour and martial arts are so alike; it's not even funny. Like there's so many similarities. Well, that makes sense. Probably because you're born of the same cloth. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Right. And what's your biggest fear? I go to parkour. It's falling. 
right? So if you learn to fall, then your fear is gone because that was the most scary thing about it is, is falling. Yeah, Same thing with martial arts. There's so many points where I, I've come out of some crazy moves and then midair, um, oh, something else that you adopt to. You, you get runner vision, which allows you to see the world in 3D. You get uh, reaction time. So let's say you're in the middle of a gap. Oh, my time God, yeah. slows down. <laughs> it slows down so much. You see yourself yeah. about to mess up, and your brain goes, all right, you're about to fall. Time to roll. Do you remember how to roll? You know how to roll. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. And I'm sure DG can tell you about muscle memory. I mean, muscle memory oh, yeah. is like... You're you're either if you don't know you don't have muscle memory if you're in the middle of a situation, your mind is taken up thinking about the situation and trying to figure out what to do when your body could be trained to do it and your mind can take care of the wild cards of the the X factors the things that you didn't train for. So, I mean, TC muscle memory. I'm sure you got something to say about that. Sometimes I get angry when I'm training the team because I'm going through something and then they're like you know they do it a couple times and they act like they got it. And I'm like, guys, you need to do it again, get the proper technique, and just keep doing it. Because you got to do something really, you know, the, the way I think about it, and a lot of people say, you've got to do something a thousand times before it starts to become muscle memory. You can't do something five times, ten times, twenty times, and think you got it. Uh, you got to do it again and again and again. And a lot of times I'll have to stop the training to, like, you know, like, do the freaking technique. You know, like, like why are you trying to do something else? Stop being a jerk and get back to training. Yeah. Um, because these like these guys like to go all over the place in training, uh, but uh, you know, so muscle memory training. is super important. Well, you know, one of the things is that that comes right back around to de-escalation, you know, because muscle memory. I mean, when you're under duress, you're you're not gonna your your body's gonna go into auto mode, and so he's absolutely right. Do something a thousand times, um, which is why we should always be running in in our heads. We should be running scenarios all the time. With de-escalation too, it's well, what if somebody does this? Well, then I'll try to do this. Because then you don't have to fish for, oh, my God, oh, my God, he's about to come over here. You, you automatically respond, and you want it all to be knee-jerk. So um, those things are good to go through in your head, too, just as much as they are, you know, with your yeah. body. If you, have yeah. these, if you have these techniques and you have the skill, and it, it, everything kind of simplifies when things go nuts, I think that's, that's the biggest reason why people freak out and they freeze up is because there's too many choices. It's not that they don't know what to do. It's that there's so many choices that they and they don't know that's the most effective things to do, you know? Well, catatonic shock has been shown to kick in when people haven't practiced something, when they haven't, when when something traumatic goes on, the brain does go into catatonic shock mode, and the people who do respond, I was just watching this today, did you guys see the uh, the plane crash in San Francisco? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah remind, okay. remind me, i got to fly out there in a week. Just keep reminding yeah, me. shut up. It's okay. You're not coming from Asianic Airlines. But check this out. There was a there was DG. This was interesting. There was a group of martial artists on the plane. And guess who was the group that jumped out of the plane and went into auto mode and started helping the survivors and getting them all the while everybody's freaking out. These guys are employing the breathing, like Zero's always talking about. They went around and they helped get all these survivors, you know, they comforted them, they they took care of them. And uh, it's because they went on auto mode, the guy was saying. Isn't that amazing? I just saw that today on the news. Yeah. The so auto mode. Uh, this was a, it was a martial arts group um, from here up in Northern California that was coming back on the plane. Wow. 
Right? Auto oh, mode. Crazy. Yeah. I guess so. Sometimes, like, I hear stuff about that, like that, and I'm just like, wow. There really are some sweet, sweet people out there, you know what I mean? That are just, like, really trained up and really ready to go. And it's like, man, I, I get a little more faith, you know. It, that's the kind of stuff that keeps me going, you know. Like, we see a lot up in New York, you know, we don't, I mean, yeah, NYPD, they, there's a lot of good cops, but a lot of times there's some really, some really uh, disenchanting stuff that happens up here and, and we get a little discouraged, but stuff like that keeps us running, I think. Yeah, you got to focus on the good stuff. People, people are generally good, you know. If someone's, if they're feeling all negative, because I've seen you, I've seen you when you get down and just depressed about, you know, because you live in a huge town, dude, and you're going to see a lot of bad. But man, focus on, look at your team. Yeah, awesome yeah. that is. Look at the good people out there, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, we are at the. We've got a half an hour left, um, and we do have a game. You didn't, did you load up, Bud? No. No one got the sound. That's okay. We'll, we'll get to that later. But I'm going to leave this. How about you, Joe? Let's leave this open for DG and Spider. Is there anything you guys want to talk about? I think I think DG has some other uh, some other subjects that he wanted to touch on. Sweet. Uh, well, I, I wasn't really planning on it. Uh, I wasn't actually planning to be here, <laughs> but uh, my schedule changed at work, which is uh, which worked out really well. Um, but uh, there's always a lot of stuff. I usually like to plan beforehand. Um, you know, I, I like to delve into, uh, you know, topics that are in the news, topics that are popular, stuff people are talking about. Um, right now I know there, there's a lot going on with this whole Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman thing. And I find it interesting because George Zimmerman was doing a neighborhood watch type thing. Yeah. Um, Great. So, so it definitely definitely falls a little bit in line with what we do, because, you know, we do a lot of similar stuff at Neighborhood Watch things. Uh, not yeah. to say we're going to go out and try, you know, shoot somebody, uh, no. but uh, it, it's, uh, it's a really, it's a tough case. Um, what bothers me the most about it, it's been made political, and it, it's made political and racist, you know. Yeah. It, it's, it's something that, to me, when I look at it, and I know the team looks at it, it becomes of use of force. You know, was yeah. it warranted? What was the situation? But I look on the news, and it's all about racism, and it's all about politics. You see, one side says, oh, this guy was right, and the other side says, this guy was wrong, and he was innocent. And to me, that that really pisses me off. Um, I wholeheartedly you know, agree. Uh, I, I, I see it in a certain way um, where, you know, George Zimmerman, to me, seems like he was an overzealous guy. Uh, he probably should have not went after Trayvon Martin, um, especially if he wasn't committing a crime. He wasn't doing anything wrong. You know, you got you know people doing neighborhood watches and things like that. Especially if they don't know how to handle people, deal with people, de-escalate situations. Yeah. Don't get in there and follow and, and start problems. You call the police, and the police tells you to stay there and don't follow. You should be listening to that, um, unless somebody's in danger. Don't make a situation worse. And I think that's the, that's the first uh, big mistake that happened in this. Um, he should have just sat back, let the police come, check it out, take care of it. Nobody's getting hurt. Leave it alone. Uh, so, past, so past that, I, we don't know really what happened in between. There was an altercation. Uh, you know, Eric Zimmerman got beat up a little bit. Uh, There's too much you know, information for me to sift through right now. Like, I, I'm not even going to make... Uh I'm not even going to make uh, an assumption on this because 
there's so much political crap attached to this that I got to yep. sit back and just go, you know what? The best thing we can do right now is just prepare our neighborhood watch training stuff. You know, like we're, that's our plan for the school. It's going to be a train neighborhood watch and get them, you know, better. So. Yeah, we don't want things like this to happen. Uh, yeah. You know, we don't we don't want anybody to get hurt. We don't want anybody to, you know, lose their lives doing this. And that's why you got to do it smart. You got to do it safe, and you got to be trained. Um, you know, I, I'm not saying either side is right or wrong. I'm saying there were some mistakes made, and we don't really know what happened. Only two people know what happened, and unfortunately, one of them isn't with us anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, I, you know, I just hope that the truth comes out. Uh, but it's a tough process, and you got to deal with law and courts and all that. But uh, you know, I feel bad for the for the family of Trayvon Martin, and I feel bad uh, that George Zimmerman uh, was in this situation, um, even if he may have put himself there. Um, so you know. Uh, there's so many things. I don't know if anybody else has any thoughts on this they want to share. Well, you know, I, I think I, you about I, said everything I, that I, I was going to say. Yeah, I, you know, I agree with you. With the, um, people who aren't trained shouldn't be out there doing this. And there, I mean, we we started a neighborhood watch group in our neighborhood. There, there wasn't one. There'd never been one for what the past 30 years here is what we heard. And and the, and we did that with the local PD. They came out and they, we actually had a um, a nice neighborhood watch meeting uh, together and the important thing is to stay realistic and that's what I'm not seeing a lot of lately. I see groups going out. I mean, there have been groups out there like the Guardian Angels, you know, for you, and they're doing a good job, but also there, there are some things that they could be more realistic about. Um, and that's that's the issue I take with it, is that, is that people aren't realistic. Like you said, if he had stopped the pursuit um, you know, this, we wouldn't be talking about this right now. Yeah. So we had a guy, we had old school a couple of weeks ago. Um, he he saw somebody snatch someone's dog out of their hands um, by the leg. So the poor dog is obviously hurt now, and, and the guys are running off with it. So he followed, he pursued, he called the cops while he was running, and the police said, we got this, you know, just, just continue the pursuit. And he was livid. Because he didn't have kids, he had dogs, and that's his weak spot. But you know what he did? He stopped the pursuit. Now, if George Zimmerman had listened to that, you know, all I'm saying is people need to be realistic. They shouldn't be chasing people down if they're not trained. And even if they are trained, that's not their job. Yeah. Wait, you sh- you shouldn't wear rubber suits and masks and run around and get in the middle of situations? Is that not realistic? You are correct. <laughs> you know what? I think, it's, I think it's interesting is that there's a lot of groups out there right now that are all about protecting people and all about doing great. And, you know, that's great and everything, but the issue is that sometimes doing nothing is better than doing something incorrectly. Okay? Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you're going to go out there and you're going to pour gas on a fire. You're going to go out there and you're going to go... I'm not going to take it anymore, and every person who looks at us sideways is going to get their ass beat. That is not going to help the world. Well, that, that's okay? the kick-ass mentality, and that's exactly what we don't want. Right. Exactly. Okay, so like, can, we take, can we take right now to define self-defense? Because I swear to God, I've been seeing more and more about it. People aren't, they aren't understanding what real self-defense is, what legal self-defense yeah. is. You, 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 can't, you can't aggravate a situation and piss somebody off to the point of hitting you. And call that self-defense. That's you're an idiot. You're an idiot. I got in a fight with somebody That's in the NY page about that. How he says you know, sometimes these guys need to be taught a lesson, and I don't want to keep waiting for no. a bully 
you know, to finally attack me. And I'm like, you're a violent dick. Like, mm-hmm. you're starting shit. And then you want to call it self-defense and cry victim because you were bullied as a kid and now you're going to grow up and you're going to beat all the bullies' asses. Guess what? I've been there. I've been on both sides, okay? I was a guy who got bullied when I was younger. When I grew up, I started bullying the bullies. And guess where that got me? Thrown out of school. Thrown out of high school, Okay. You're gonna you're gonna become worse than the bullies because you're gonna start shit before it happens. And, get, and then guess what? The, all the bullies that you start shit with and beat their asses, they're gonna take it out double on the people that can't defend themselves. And this whole world is gonna spiral down into hell. And I'm not even talking about a religious hell. I'm talking about a hell on earth, as it is right now. And you know, even beyond that, assault charges. Let's get real. You can't. You cannot. Hit someone. You cannot harm someone else um, beyond self-defense. And self-defense is in court. When you're in court, it was either you were fearing for your life, yeah, or the life of someone. Else. It's not oh, but the pride. But fuck that. But nobody cares about your pride in court. You could have stopped yourself. Go home. If you're that volatile, you don't need to be out on the street. If someone didn't have present intent and ability to do you harm, that means they're coming at you right now and they have the ability. Because a midget swinging at you, we know that they don't have the ability. They might have present intent. Uh, Then again, I I don't want to say that because, you know, maybe a a small person out there could kick my ass. They they might. Anyway, but you get what I'm saying. You can't protect pride by kicking somebody and hitting them. You're just going to go to jail. So we don't advocate teaching someone a lesson. That's bullshit. What are you going to say when you go into court? Are you going to say, "Oh, well, why did you attack the Why did you attack the defendant?" Um, well, because he said that my mother was a whore, and he was going to punch me in the face. Oh yeah, where did he say this? Oh, he said it from across the trailer park. Oh, okay. So why did you run over and hit him with a board? Uh, because he said stuff. No. Right. Right. So, think about. I, I love to hear people tell me this stuff, and I'm just like, run your. Why don't you play the movie for me? Play the movie of what's going to happen to you. Play the movie of what happened, and and take your ego out of it for a second, and see that words do not equal violence. I don't care if someone says they're going to freaking stab you in the head. If they're not doing anything and they're just talking, you're still going to get arrested for it. Right. If they're in your right. face. If they're if they're in your bubble, at that point, get ready to defend yourself. But if they're like. Right. You know, saying stuff, it's not it's, it's not a defense situation. It's just not. And people don't get that. And I just, I think you and I were just involved in a, a discussion like that where someone was saying, I gotta, I gotta teach them a lesson. And and one of my students, and if he's listening, yes, I am talking about you. I won't say your name. Um, actually, hit someone who called them something. You know, during Pride Weekend and. That was not okay. That's not what I teach. I don't teach you to smack someone because because they called you someone. Not a, every class we start with, we tell you that it's it is only for self defense. It's only to stop the fight that is already going on. Beyond that, it's assault. Yep. So if you're listening, that was not right, and we've probably already had this talk, but still. And I'll tell you what, and I'm sure DJ can attest to this. There are way nastier holes and moves that you can pull when somebody actually has attacked you. Because at that point, they're giving you their momentum. So if you're going to be a tough guy, just practice your defense. Right. Best offense is a good defense. 
Yes. Yes. And DD, I'm glad you mentioned the bubble. Because, you know, if they're, like, like Zero was just saying, if they're across the trailer park and they're yelling, or if they're whatever, they're not in your bubble and they're not presently coming at you, they physically can't harm you from that far unless they pull out a gun. Okay, then it's a whole different story. But let's say there's nothing, there's no gun involved. You know, if, if, they're, if they're outside of your bubble, really, it's still only just words. That's all it is. Yeah, there's no there's no real danger there at that point unless they're going to throw no. something at you or like you said if they have a a gun or anything like that. Uh, you know, you, you you keep your own personal space. You know, I think we covered everything you really need to do at that point. You know, you got you got to yeah. let it go. You know, you don't have to just cower cower away all the time. You know, stick up for yourself, be confident. You know, but don't try to get into a, a fight where somebody may get hurt. That's the last thing you want to happen. Yeah, and it's funny because a lot of people. You have that little like that little like flare up where you know you know when you could have let it go and you're pushing it a little farther. You know mm-hmm. because you feel that little mm-hmm. you feel your heart start to beat a little faster because you know you're pushing a little too much and then they come back with something and then it gets crazy. That's that's when you need to go. You know what? I just want to I just want to walk away from this. So just screw this. I don't my ego is inconsequential. I'm gonna get out of here. Peace. I'm I'm going. See ya. Mm-hmm. Then we start back away from the situation. Yeah. <laughs> Things do happen, you know. It happens with us out on the streets. You know, people come over and then try to test us. Yeah. Um, you know, we we stand up tall and strong. You know, we we don't you know we don't back down. All right, but we also don't escalate the situation. We don't we don't get into a fight about it. You know. Yeah. Um, there's been times where you know some some guy would come up to me. You know, I remember. You know, just having a conversation. He's like, oh, was that a bulletproof vest? What if I pull out a gun and shot you right now? I, I just looked at him, calmly said, you don't effing talk to me that way. And then the rest of the team walks up, and you know what he does? He, he goes, oh, I'm just messing around. I work in security. Walks my, shakes my hand and walks away. There's, you know, you don't have to get into a fight. You don't have to put your hands on anybody. But, you know, you should stand up for yourself and be confident. That's important. But they're looking, they're looking for victims, you know what I mean? They're looking for people they can pick on, so. Yep. You know, the, the, the whole thing you said earlier about play, looking for an easy target, that's absolutely true. They're, they're looking, they like they tested you zero at that time, and, you know, like you're just talking about, DG, they're, they're testing you. Um, and there's two ways to pass that test. Number one, don't be easy prey. Number two, don't escalate it into a fight. Yeah. So you pass the test. Here's, Here's the thing, too. You also got to look around and see where you are, okay? And if you're in a slightly tougher neighborhood, then you need you need to go a little more. Squeeze his hand, give him a tough look in the eye, and just be like, "Don't, don't do it." You know what I mean? If you're right. in like a nice, if you're in a nicer neighborhood, that's probably you know not as necessary to do. You know what I'm thinking? Like you can probably just like ignore somebody and walk away because mostly they're they're talk. But again, you need to look where you are. You know. You can't you can't be nice and you know and and just kind of smile and and walk away like in Bed Stuy or East New York. You got to kind of stand up tall. I got to ask you guys something. Uh, when old school and I were were doing the uh, the corporate classes, teaching them, one thing came up and it drove me crazy because we we taught a couple of those and it came up to both classes and they said um, that they didn't want to offend someone by, let's say somebody, remember that uh, snap back look thing that you were teaching in one of your PSAs, you know, where you kind of check back behind you where someone is? 
Um, oh, yeah, that's several, the peripheral snap, yeah. Yeah, somebody, somebody had, a, had a couple of people, and both of them were women. They said, well, you know, I, I kind of noticed he was behind me, but I didn't, you know, I didn't want to offend him. I looked back at him like he was a suspect, and I thought, are you kidding me? This is a stranger who you may never see again, and if you're worried about offending him, he knows, he can feel this, and probably find it very easy to attack you. Yeah. And it just it threw me off. What would you tell them, DG, when they're saying, I don't want to offend somebody by checking back all the time? Okay. Is your personal safety worth possibly offending somebody by looking back? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Honestly. It's pretty much a no-brainer, really. You know? But I couldn't believe how adamant, you know, and then other people, when they said that, other people were like, yeah, yeah, and like agreeing, like, yes, I've been there through that, too. And I felt the same way you did. I, I couldn't believe that their safety was less important than them possibly offending someone. You know, wow. sometimes I, I actually sit back and think that people can get away with so much because a lot of people are willing to just take it, and a lot of people don't want to deal with it, and a lot of people yeah. don't want a problem. So, so honestly, people can just go out and do so many ridiculous and terrible things because there's not. I don't think there's enough people that, that are willing to take that stand and stand up. I, I think, you know, more and more people are coming out and doing it, but there's so many people that are willing to just take it uh, you know, and allow people to do do the wrong thing. And, and that's something that really needs a change in society. And I think what you're doing, Rock, you know, with these self-defense classes and teaching, what we're trying to do out here as well, is, is hopefully going to help that process. Yeah, also, can I just jump in and say one real quick, okay? We, the NYI is really new in the whole, in the Project Solo, okay? The California Initiative has been doing this for two years. Every Saturday... Every single Saturday. So we're, we're this is our first this is our first go around. But you know, Rock and the rest of those guys, they've been they're kind of like pros at it. So you know, <laughs> if, if you guys like what the NYI is doing, like you need to check out what, what the California Initiative is doing because they 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 wrote the book on it. You know. You know, it's going to be crazy. It's when we all get together in New York in August, <laughs> and oh. we all get to meet each other and hang out and do. Oh man, heads will be exploding. All of the all of the excitement there. And, yeah, it'd be hot, sweaty. Yeah. We'll, we'll oh, well, this whole, this, <laughs> this whole trip is probably gonna is probably gonna kill at least two or three of us with excitement. So. Right. A message to the listeners: Go on Facebook, and if you have not liked the California Initiative, please yeah. go do that now. Now I gotta yeah, tell totally. you, they they do so many great and amazing things, and they're really super humble about it. And they don't yeah. brag about it. They don't boast about it. They don't, they don't always post about it. I I personally want to hear more about the things they do. They, they, Seriously. They, they inspire me, you know, and they give me great ideas. Can I just uh, say so, they, don't, know, they, don't, they don't post nearly enough. They need to post more. Because okay, Rock posts on our personal page all the time and never posts on the California Initiative page. And it pisses me off. And I want to slap her when I see her. I'm going to slap her real okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> no, seriously, no, seriously. Rock is like the mama of the initiative. Like she's the she's the mama. Like she's Mama Cass. Like straight up. Oh wait, Mama Cass, dude. You know, I, I okay, fine. I gotta go on a diet now before I see you. <laughs> no. Mama oh. Cass. Oh. <laughs> okay. But I'm No, thanks again. I appreciate it. But you know what? Uh, we like, um. Tough it's mama. Like tough mama. 
Let me tell you something for people who are listening. Since we're throwing out this love, we'll throw it out for a little bit, and Spider will make you laugh. Bug and I, when we first saw Superheroes, um, I was like at the end of the thing. I had no idea that Bug was in, you know, already involved in this type of stuff. But at the end of it, I was like, you know what? I I want to be like those guys. That that New York initiative team, man, they're badass. And so the very first time that we talked to Zero on the phone, I, I you might not know Zero. We were both like, oh my god, he's on the phone right now. We just talked to him. First words. First words. Hang on, hang Yes. Zero's first words to me were. Zero's meat packing company. You can't beat our meat. That's how I answered the phone. Yeah. The, the other one is uh, is, is uh, Skippy's more. You stab him, we slab him. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you uh, Yeah. So you guys you inspired us even before you know you even knew who we were because we saw you guys on you know on, on the superheroes movies. So yeah, yeah. It's like wow, those guys are fucking awesome. And so now we know what dorks you are. It's all good. <laughs> Yeah, well, we were a lot less awesome than we are now. You honestly. can't be in the initiative without being a dork. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I hated that team. I couldn't stand them at that time. Oh, yeah. We, we were all terrible. We were all terrible dicks, man. We were horrible dicks. So many horror I mean, stories I'm, about the old initiative. I was like, oh, wow, I came at the right time, didn't I? Oh, God. Yep. It, it, oh, it my was, God. And I'm like, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut the word we were dark. I'm going to say we were dicks. We were just... It was just horrible, horrible dicks. You, it was, it was, you know what it was? It was really that we we were all in the same apartment and we couldn't stand each other. Oh my god! It was really bad That's really what it was. What's that? It was, it was like a really bad reality TV show. It, it would have oh. been like it would have been like um, real world war in hell. Oh my god! <laughs> it was it was just ridiculous. There, I, I there was are, actually. It's funny, I was actually at the first meeting of the New York Initiative yeah. uh, with uh-huh. them, and then I decided, no, no. <laughs> you know what's funny? There are so many illusions that people have about our original team that just aren't true at all, and I'm not going to blow it out of the water, but I'm going to say there was a lot of illusions. Well, it seems but like look at look at where you guys are now. I mean, yeah. seriously, I am having so much fun just watching this team like grow and and expand. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. It's you know, like we we started out with this crackpot idea and you know a bunch of ragtag little you know ruffians, and and now we're just it's it's so much more it's so much healthier. Like the whole thing is it seems so much more like positive and healthy. You know, right? It feels like you guys are on the right path. It really does. All of really them, not just us. It's like you guys do the entire initiative. I mean, well, BG Sensei, you're the snake. That's the thing. If one of our teams grows, the rest of the teams grow as well because they get all all the knowledge from us, and they get all the knowledge. We get all the knowledge from you. I mean, that's that's a big reason why we decided to do you know what we did here is is because it, it worked well for you guys. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's a. Uh, it's it's. We're spreading. It. You know, and and that's the thing. It's it's like I said. And we you know we lost old school to to Tennessee. I'm saying, dude, do what you did over here, over there. You know, just yeah. spread it out and make those yeah. connections. Yeah. So we might have to drive through Tennessee. You know that on the way out no, to New York. Of course. No, of course. I, I'm I'm ready to give. You know, I'm ready. Old school. He can take a, a Tennessee rent. That's fine. That sounds great. <laughs> You know, he'll do I want to go see you know, Elvis. Is great. You know he'll be. Oh God, is that the Elvis area? 
Because you, you shut up. Oh, hours. God. You just be the hell quiet. I tell you right now. Thank you. Thank you very much. Look like an angel. Look at God. We got a karaoke. You're the devil in disguise. There you go. Okay. See, this is worth it. I love the new Rooked way. Do you guys do karaoke? Oh, I do karaoke every Saturday. Oh, yeah. I don't get to participate because I'm working. Oh, my God. All right. It's a karaoke. It's on. We're down there. This is going to be ugly. It's going to be Monday, too. <laughs> it's going to be ugly. Um, Actually, we get, in, yeah. we get in Sunday, right? Yeah, there's another Monday? place I know that's on Sunday. What about Monday? Uh, Monday? I'm not sure about a Monday. We'll have to look up something, but uh, that needs to happen. We might be able to even do stretch it out to Tuesday, maybe, maybe. So, you know, Monday, uh, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, anyway, you guys. Yeah, if we anyway. can plan one. We can plan in private. Uh, right. I'm just, man, there's so much, there's, and there's so many projects that we have on the limb, too. Like, just, there's so much stuff that we're not even talking about yet, you know. That's, it's all upstream stuff. I, I love the fact that we went from, being completely like cleaning up after stuff to like totally preventative, you know. And it's, yeah. It's, uh, it's nice. Anyway, that's all I gotta say. So. Uh, anybody want to promote anything while you're out there? Anybody got anything they want to plug? Uh, not really. No. DG. I think. I think everything that I want to do is plugged already. Yeah. How about you, Spider? Follow, follow me on Instagram, Dark Guardian really? NYI. Yeah. Oh yeah. Instagram now, that's right. Yeah. Oh, you know, you know what? We need to we need to do an an initiative bind account. DG has this great habit of of filming these horrible videos whenever none horrible. of us are ready. Yeah, none of us. <laughs> They're really us are ready. awkward. Just like when we were in a, in a halal like chicken gyro. I mean, like, so that was the initiative rolling. I'm just you know an all cart right now. I'm trying to eat a goddamn burrito, and this guy is showing me. You can see all these things if you follow me on Instagram, Dark Guardian NYI. Follow, do it. Okay, yep. uh, now that's it. Oh my god, it's so yeah, great. I hate you. over this. Why right did you hear about this before? That's awesome. I hate you. Oh. Um, <laughs> He's our, our Twitter bug. Oh, oh my God! I'm gonna okay, beat you with so, a stick. Did you put that link up, buddy? You gotta put that link up on the page. DG, wait, go ahead, DG. What is it? It's Instagram, Dark Guardian NYI. Uh, so you'll you'll get some funny little videos and different pictures nice. on there. So that's hey. awesome. <laughs> Busted. Um, well, he just put it up good. <laughs> um, there's also, uh, we keep talking about this, this film stuff, you guys. If, you, if this is your first time listening, it's, we're doing a documentary this summer. Uh, we're starting the filming. It's already started, actually. Two weeks. Two weeks. What? Two, in, yeah, we're well, leaving in less than two weeks, dude. It's like, yeah. oh, my All God. Right. It's, it's like 11 days. Um, check us out. Uh, go to Facebook.com slash Nation of Heroes. And you can also check us out at ICHQ.org. That's all things initiative-related. That's, that's us, ICHQ.org. Uh, and we're still raising money. If you got a dollar, we'll take your dollar and do something really good with it. Um, there's some good backing gifts. And by the way, you, know, you got some backing gifts to do. Oh, dude. Um, 
And uh, that's it. And you can go to fundraiser, F-U-N-D-R-A-Z-R.com, and type in Nation of Heroes and find out all about our stuff and throw us a dollar. We do some good things for a dollar. And that reminds me, BG, uh, Captain Blackheart is paying us to break boards. I think it's like five bucks a board, dude. So, what are we doing? Breaking boards for five bucks a board for the documentary. When or where? Well, he's challenging us to do them online. Like videos? We we could record it, and yeah, and yeah, so... You know, Captain Blackheart, if you're listening, uh, you can make that challenge. He's going to put up a video challenge for us, so just oh, let you know. That's, that's yeah. cute. I love our villains. They're so. I know. I just want to hug them. Yep, exactly. Well, you know what? We got a few minutes left, but we don't have to count it down to the last thing. Anytime you want to end the show, I think we got everything in, didn't we? I, I think we've gabbed as much as we possibly can at this point. I think we did. I, I just want to say thank you so much. I, you know, it's it's late, so I know that, like, Spider's out there barking late and, and DG's out there, and you guys, thank you so much. Yeah. And Zero, thanks for taking the time to do this one, because I know you've been busy. So, um, I want to see my girlfriend. Yeah. Hey, go see your girlfriend. Just, Tell your girlfriend say, hi. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go play as myself in uh, Uncharted. Whoa. Oh, um, wait, I'm going to go play as myself, not with myself, right? Yeah. Spider is a character in Uncharted. You should check it out as a multiplayer character as himself, Spider. I just want to say one more thing before we cut out. Um, remember, just to recap, if you can't de-escalate, evade. And if you can't evade, engage. And that's it. De-escalate first, evade, engage. It's and the really de-escalation simple. tips are on the NYI page still, yep. right? yep. Yeah. And get yourself some training, you know, if if and even if you have to like get a sparring partner and just practice what works when someone attacks you because you know, your your arms were your fists were put at, at face level for a reason. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See what happens. Cool. We'll you wanna take it out? Yep. Bug, play us out. Thanks everybody. Trust yourself. Yeah, Good night. Peace. Good night. Peace.